Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So, what do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Alongside with me is my co-host, the original Diamond Girl, <laughs> Shay Kilmer. That's me. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, depending on where you are in the world. Hello, my romantic, erratics, and curious people. If you love the show like Sir Mix-A-Lot loves big butts, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others we'll mention at the end of the show. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. Do you like big bucks, Shay? Of course. And you cannot lie? Nope. <laughs> I believe you have an important message for us. I do have an important message for you. Are you ready, sir? Go, girl. <laughs> so for everybody out there in the dating world, it can get pretty frustrating, like trying to communicate online with someone that you're interested in. How many millions of screenshots have you texted? How can you tell if he's a serial killer or just being weird? For that, there's a new app out there called Charmed. It actually helps people communicate better. Charmed puts your friends inside the conversation on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge so they can give you advice and call out Chad's red flags before it's too late. You know what, ladies? You got to try this. You got to get on Charmed immediately. It'll make your dating life so easy. The guys at Charms are professionals who have come up with a way for you to share all your dating app combos with your friends, and that's how you're going to get some quality dates, ladies. And if you're not single, even better. You don't have to be single or on a dating app to use Charmed. Download Charmed, get your single friends to download Charmed, and help them get the dates that they deserve. Not Chad, Mr. Red Flags over there. <laughs> Hurry up and visit www.charmed.app to get Charmed now. Your friends will thank you. All right. So, Shay, there's two basic kinds of relationships you can have with a significant other. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy relationships, but they all fall into like two buckets. There's just like dating and then there's serious relationships. So in either of those, I see it as a competition of either party, the man or the woman, or, you know, if you're in a same sex relationship, whatever, one or the other is kind of competing with the other to get ahead. I mean, I feel like that's in an unhealthy relationship. I don't know. I, I, I don't really see that as being healthy to compete to get ahead. Like, I feel like a relationship is not trying to be getting ahead. Yeah. I think the goal of a relationship should be, let's be happy. 
<laughs> it should be, but I think even in healthy relationships, you know, people try to say that like, oh, we do everything equally. We share, you know, nobody is in charge. It's, you know, we just do everything equally. But I mean, things don't work out that way. There's always one person who like wears the pants in the relationship, even if it's ever so slightly, you know, somebody is in charge and you can tell, I mean, if you think to all the couples that you know, you know, whether they're married or just dating, if you sit there and think about them for a second, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I know she's in charge or yeah, I know he kind of wears the pants or whatever. But even if it's ever so subtle, somebody is like always in charge of the relationship. Sure. Maybe, I guess like someone's like taking over like the plans and stuff. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So one of those ways that people in relationships try to achieve the power is through manipulation, which is unhealthy. That's very unhealthy, (laughs) right? That is not the way to exercise like your power position. And I think the biggest thing with manipulation is that it's not like outright just abuse. Like I feel like manipulation is exactly that. It's manipulating like your mind so or your feelings or like thought processes it's not like someone's like hitting you or anything like that so it's harder to like be like oh shit i was just manipulated yeah right you don't usually don't realize it until the damage is done but right you're right manipulation is definitely a form of abuse it's mental abuse more than anything but you know relationships no matter what kind of relationship you're in it's supposed to be about give and take that's the healthy relationships. And even if there's one person who kind of runs the show in the relationship, they still are willing to give as much as they take. But with a manipulator, usually it's like take and then take. Right. And I feel like with manipulation, like there's always going to be the person that like I just ran into this recently where they make you feel bad whether or not they are the ones that did something wrong. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I've come across because I'm such a person that I would prefer to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, whatever it is that I did, like, I'll solve it. And like, let's talk about it. Find out a way to make things better in the future. But with someone like that, they turn it around. Okay, can you, I mean, without calling out who you're talking about or giving us actual it wasn't me was it no get out of here <laughs> i know i don't manipulate no at you're least a good boy. without the person knowing that they're being manipulated <laughs> but without actually revealing like intimate details of your private life unless you want to can you give us like an example of what you're talking about so let's say for some reason you got like they said something or did something that hurt you so you were you try to communicate be like hey, by the way, this really hurt that you did it. And it could be like because they didn't realize it was hurting you or didn't understand the situation, whatever. But you felt the need to express your feelings because you don't want it to happen again. So you say, hey, this really hurt um, when this happened. And instead of them being like, oh, I'm sorry, like I won't do that next time and let me know or blah, blah. They come at you with this. You ready? Yeah, go. So they come at you with, wow, that really hurts my feelings. So they were kind of turning it around on you yeah, and making so they turn them it, sound like they're the victim. They turn it around on you so that you are the bad guy. 
And that's just not okay because you are coming to them. You're trying to trust them with your feelings and tell them how you honestly felt about something. And just because it's a negative thing, because it's something you didn't like that it hurt, that doesn't mean that the other person gets to go on the defense and be like, oh, well, that hurts my feelings that you're saying that. Like, that doesn't make sense, guys. Don't let people do that. That's classic projecting. You know, everybody always hears that term and sometimes they don't understand. Yeah, it's projecting is (laughs) (laughs) self-victimization. That's easy for me to say. It is self-victimization is uh, you... You uh, take what you're guilty of and make the other person feel like they're the one who should be guilty. And it's just like, how dare you bring up that I hurt your feelings? It's like, what? I thought this was a healthy relationship where we can talk about these things and come up with solutions together. But I guess not. Yeah. Usually those people are so taken by surprise that it got turned around on them that it usually works it does like and because i'm that person like like oh let's solve this blah blah i ended up being like oh i'm sorry i hurt your feelings and then i've like since i've stepped away from the relationship now and i've looked into it i'm just like oh my goodness that was manipulation to a t god bless america how the fuck did i let that happen and how long do you think you were manipulated before the light bulb came on that you were manipulated? I mean, like, we were on and off for a couple of years. So, for a couple of years. Wow. I mean, and the thing is, there was a lot of things going on in his personal life. So, I let, I kind of let things slide a lot because I'm a very caring, loving person. And it has worked against me because I have, I have a huge spot, like, for empathy. And yeah. It's a downfall of mine. I wish I could be a cold, hard bitch. I really do. Like, I don't want feelings anymore, guys. You know what? You, and I say this with the deepest respect, is you look like you could be a cold-hearted bitch. Yay! (laughs) But you're not, though. I just got to follow through with it. Like, has any guy told you that you look intimidating? I have been told that, like, it was, like, someone who had, like, passed me. Like, it was, like, someone that I knew of but didn't, like, really know-know. And then they messaged me, like, being, like, hey. They didn't say intimidating, but they said they were intimidated because of of me being pretty. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of guys are intimidated by attractive women. But they never said, like, I look intimidating, which, Mm -hmm. fine by me. (laughs) Well, this is a show for another day, but a quick lesson i'll throw out there about that for men who don't know this the most attractive women are the ones who are also the most insecure that's true because they're always concerned about their looks their appearance all that stuff so they're 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 always scared to death of not being considered attractive because it's such an important thing to them so um we can get into that another day another day but anyways back to that's my lesson to tell men <laughs> that don't be so intimidated by really attractive women because they have high insecurity levels and you, you could use that to your advantage <laughs> I can vouch for that. by manipulating them no just kidding <laughs> yeah but not really anyways back to that so so, so yeah to answer to 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 get back to my point of why I asked you how long do you think you were being manipulated that's usually the story is people don't understand or don't realize that they were manipulated for a long time until the damage is done and that is an art form for the manipulator 
to be a good manipulator, the key is to not let the person know that you're manipulating them. Right. And like, so the relationship before the last, I came out and I knew I was being manipulated. Like that one I knew, like straight up, like this is manipulation. Yeah. But this one was a different form. So the one that I was manipulated for before was again turning around on me but it was in a different way like basically saying like i was crazy and stuff because mm. like he was supposed to go like on a guy's night it was supposed to be guys night oh, out geez. and then like i caught him like texting other girls telling them to come out with them mm. <laughs> like oh i'm sorry i didn't know it was a guy's night plus other girls yeah and plus not a bunch your of girlfriend he, he conveniently sorry. left that part out but, like, not girls as friends, guys. Like, let me clarify. It was literally girls that are not just their friends. Anyways, and then it got turned around on me, like, oh, we were just having fun. And, like, how dare you? What do you think I'm doing? Like. Yeah. Like, if you don't if if you don't trust me, then there's something really wrong with this relationship. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I could do this anymore because, obviously, like, there's something wrong here. You don't trust me. And, like, that's manipulation, guys. Like, what the fuck? I knew that was manipulation, but this manipulation was different for me because I'm so empathetic and it wasn't like he was going out and seeing other girls. Yeah. That wasn't it. So it was just, it was so hard for me to not be like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry for hurting your feelings because yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The nicer you are, the easier it is for you to be manipulated. That's... Which, that's bullshit, guys. I'm a nice person. Right. Just be nice back. Right. So... You just kind of described how you were manipulated by a man, but you know, men and women are equally guilty when it comes to manipulating. They both do it for in different ways. You know, like men are way better at mental manipulation, kind of like what you just mm-hmm. talked about, playing mind games and things like that. Y'all are jerks. Women do a lot of like <laughs> physical manipulation. <Ooh. laughs> are we talking about like in the bedroom? Because it sounds exciting. Well, not just in the bedroom, because if it was, then I'd be like all for the manipulation. <laughs> But no, I mean like, you know, using what you got to prey on men's, in, not insecurities, but their weaknesses. You know how visual men are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got big boobs, then you could wear like a tight, you know, low cut shirt with a push-up bra. And that's a way to manipulate men to buy you drinks Ooh. or, you know, tell oh, me you don't sir, do that. Can I please have a drink? Actually, I don't really like asking guys to buy me a drink because then I feel like they are attached to my hip the rest of the night. Yeah. And it's and I don't want them to be. Like, no, you don't have to ask the guy to buy you a drink though. He if you just dressed all crazy hot and manipulating men with, you know, a, a sexy look or a sexy outfit, they're gonna offer to buy you the drinks. See, this is the thing. I get sexy for my damn self. Yeah. I know not everyone does this. I think we've talked about this before. But like sure. I like to look sexy because I do like to turn heads. But that doesn't necessarily mean like I want everybody and their brother to be dr- buy me a drink. First off, I'd be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second off. Because men are that stupid. Yee, sorry, boys. Um, But second off, I just I don't like the idea of like someone buying me a drink and then being attached to me because they feel like I owe them something. Yeah, men buy women drinks, maybe a small percentage to be nice, but really they see it as like a down payment on getting laid. Right. It's like they think it's an investment. Hey, I invest a little bit money in some alcohol or... That's the same thing like, oh, if I buy this girl 
dinner work she owes me sex it's like it doesn't work like that right and that like the more expensive the meal the more she's gonna have to put out like it can't just be head tonight this was an expensive dinner so you got a full-blown put out yeah that's weird but i mean women do have a lot of power when it comes to that because of those reasons it's not fair you know what i mean is you can use your body parts your 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 sexy ass and the clothes that like make your ass look even sexier or your big boobs or nice legs or whatever. And men can't do that. I can't use my dick to, you know, go out and manipulate people. <laughs> we don't use our pussy to manipulate it. Maybe like actually you use other in- body parts though. What body part can I use? I don't know. A guy with like some buff arms. Oof. A good tush. Oof. Okay, right. Some buff arms, but you can notice their arms no matter what they're wearing. He's not going to wear like a, you know, wife beater at a bar. Some like V-necks and some jeans. Mm. But they have to be like good fitting jeans, not like the saggy ass jeans. And he has to have a butt. I don't know. Mm. Right. But you have to admit that it's not equal. (laughs) (laughs) What did you just say? I think I have a thing for country boys because then I was just like thinking, oh, maybe he has like a hat. Maybe he has like some like cowboy boots. I'm from the South, guys. I'm sorry. I haven't had a country boy around me in a hot second. <laughs> she is kind of like a classic redneck. I worked on a horse farm for a hot second, too. <laughs> oh, God. You're, Anyways, but yes. So I get what you're saying. Like, guys can't really whip out their tits like and push them together. So. Right. Right. If, if <laughs> you have man tits, then don't whip them out. I right. mean, you could always go with like those gray sweatpants and like you could have that outline. What? <laughs> and it's like a thing. Uh, like like the moose knuckle? <laughs> I don't know what a moose knuckle is. I don't know what that is. You don't know what a moose knuckle is? It's the male version of camel toe. That's hysterical. So it's just It's balls? disgusting. No, yeah, it's like you see the outline of like their balls. Oh. Like the pants are so tight that it's no, creating no, no. like so, a So like if you think about gray sweatpants? Yeah. Like normally it's only for guys with like big dicks, but like you can see like the outline of their junk. Oh. Like right. if they have big junk and they're like—is that something you would actually notice? Uh, yeah, I would. Like, l- like you'd look at it though. I mean, like if it's there, yeah. <laughs> like I'd be like, damn, he's fucking swung there, or what is it called? Um, hung. Hung, swung. <laughs> swung. <laughs> he's fucking swung, guys. <laughs> right. Like swinging. Like what is he doing? Running around the bar yeah, and, right? with no underwear. <laughs> Anyways, yes, he's hung. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'm not complaining about women being able to manipulate men with their big tits or anything. I'm actually like envious. I'm in awe and <laughs> jealous that they're able to do that. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think, yeah, because you do it. I know you do it. I th- I do, I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I've seen how you dress sometimes when you go out. I mean, I said I like to dress up because I, it makes me feel good about myself to dress up. No, it up. does. And like to see people like like do a little glance over, like I see them seeing me. So I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking right. Yeah, because that's right. You're dressing sexy to make you feel good. But people giving you the stares because you're dressing sexy kind of validates that you do look sexy and that mm-hmm. gives you even even more even of a more of a feeling of feeling sexy. Yes. So that is a form of manipulation. It's not with hostile intent. Right. But it is manipulating nonetheless. But it's not like dangerous manipulation. That's the thing. Where like the 
what we spoke about before was more dangerous. I feel like yeah. that's more in a, like a relationship stance where this is just like going out and like what's a drink compared to like someone right. being a douche. No, it's totally harmless actually. Yeah. The the way we're talking about the way women do it in in that way, it's it's really harmless and in a way it's kind of part of like the mating dance. You know right. what I mean? That's part of it. But going back to the unhealthy manipulation which is mostly the kind men do, that mental manipulation like what you said, men love to play the victim and make you believe that they're the ones wronged in the relationship. Men yeah. are really good at that. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard of a man being like, oh, my God, dude, my ex was fucking crazy. Like the percent of women that were actually crazy, probably like 10 percent of it. But it was probably Well, I like, think all women are crazy, but we accept that. But like his excuses for why they're not together. Oh, she was fucking nuts. It was like, actually, she probably had a very valid reason that she tried to express to you, but you completely shut down and just like to call her crazy rather than accepting the fact that you were an asshole. Right. Well, two things about that. Men usually are the ones who make them crazy. That's the first thing. <laughs> but men also, they don't know how to interpret women's feelings, you know, if you get a strong, powerful woman, like maybe a, a female boss or something, whenever Ooh. they get angry at you, Ooh. men interpret that as them being emotional or, you know, an even more ignorant thing they'll ask when a woman is being emotional is, what's one of the things they ask, Shay? Is it that time of the month? <laughs> God. It's like, oh, you, um, is Aunt Flo in town? Right. Ugh. Right. Are they you just, on your period? Right. They just can't associate strong women with having control of you know i think it's ridiculous that like when we are angry it has to be, oh it has to be because she's on her period or whatever it's yeah. like listen buddy i'm angry because you messed up yeah because you made me angry let's talk about that about how you're being a fucking idiot okay thanks so men that like always make an attempt to get you to apologize for things that they did. Yeah. You know, really that's kind of the sign of a narcissist. Yeah. That's I narcissistic so. behavior where you're only focused on you and me, you know, poor me and look what you did to me. And even if they're in the wrong, it's almost like, how dare you call me out for, <laughs> for, you know, my bad behavior. Yeah. I definitely, I think that, People just need to stop being assholes. Like, I don't know what you do to fix that. Like, I have no idea what you tell that person. Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, I kept trying to be like, I have feelings. I would like to solve this problem. Yeah. But like, it just wouldn't get through to their head. Here's the perfect thing you say to them because you have to cut it off right away. Yeah, because you cannot... if they see that there's a crack, that they made a dent, they're going to exploit yeah. it. So And you can't let like do not give them any leeway like you did anything wrong. Because right. that's what they do. They're right. like, You never loved me, blah blah blah. And it's just like, Oh my god, all I said was <laughs> Yeah, you have to cut it off right away. Yeah. And as soon as you hear them try to start turning it around on them, you say, Oh no. Don't play that game with me. Yeah. Let's go. Let's focus on what you did, you know, which was the cheating or the lying to me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't deviate from that part of it. And then you got to keep them on their heels. Right. Instead of letting them go to the offensive, keep them on the defensive and stay focused on that. Like literally use that sentence. Oh, no, no. Don't play that game with me. Mm -hmm. You're not going to turn that around on me. But how do you fix that? Because I feel like any time over the past little while that I was with this person, like 
every time it happened, it started changing to that. And like I caught on to it and I brought it up one time when we weren't having a fight. Like, or the fight had been, like, finished or whatever. And he, like, laughed, like, oh, haha, my ex used to tell me that, too. No. And I was just, like... Comparing you to the ex. No, no, no. But he was saying, like, how his ex used to say, like, she... Like, he used to, like, play the victim. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And it's just, like, so if your ex used to tell you that you dated a couple years ago, and I'm telling you, why would you think that there is not a problem here? Right. Why would you not change your actions? And that should be a huge red flag for you because it, it shows that they have repetitive behavior, that they're obviously not... Like, how do you The light bulb it? isn't coming on that, that <laughs> like, it's a problem. What do you have to do? Like, shove them off a cliff or something? The you, hell? You, you may not be able to, you know, to I change... Mean, I can't, but, yeah. like, what... Do I suggest them, oh, you should go to therapy about this? That really is kind of the only way because if they they believe they're the victim. Yeah, but, you know, um, because therapy has a negative stigma to it. But it's literally like, oh, poor me constantly. And you're just like, I know you went through stuff, bud. But holy shit. (laughs) Here's why is because if you can convince your partner that you truly are the victim, even though you're the perpetrator and not the victim, being the victim means you can't do anything wrong. Victims don't do anything wrong. Wrong is done to them. But if they can convince you that they are the victim, then that means they can do no wrong. And that is a very slippery slope to let a partner get away with. Right, right. So, I mean, if, if they can't change that behavior... For those of you out there in a relationship like that, if that situation happens to you more than once, that is a red flag that you may need to exit this relationship because it's it's going to get worse and worse because they will try to get away with worse and worse things with them believing that they could do no wrong. Yeah, I learned that the hard way, ladies and gentlemen, so... So learn take, from take it from my mistakes. Don't yes. go into your relationship and let it keep happening. Just leave. Like if you bring it up once and they even state something like, oh, my ex said that I used to do that too. Run. Run the fuck out of that <laughs> relationship as fast as you can. Unless now, they're willing to actually get help. Right. If you bring it up to them. If not, then bye-bye. Now a lot of you may believe that, oh no, we, you know, there hasn't been any of that kind of serious manipulation going on in my relationship but even little things you may be manipulated and not know it like the silent treatment the silent treatment is actually a manipulation tool Mm. it is a way to kind of torture your partner into getting them to succumb to whatever you were doing and that doesn't just have to be in like if you're living together and they're not talking to you i mean just a casual date if they end up like kind of going radio silent on text in a text conversation, that's a way of, you know, there's been women that I've been like marginally interested in, you know, it's just like a casual thing. You kind of like them, but you're like, eh, you know, I could take it or leave it. But if that person goes silent on you, even if you don't care a ton about them, it fucking bothers me because it's nobody wants the cat and mouse games. That's exactly right. And nobody mouse, you're the cat and you're just a man of right. Like back in the day where, it's time to hunt. <laughs> right. It's almost like an insult that that my hunting skills aren't working on you. Your prey is getting right. away. Sir. And nobody likes to feel like they're unattracted. Yeah. They're unattractive, I Guys say. just love the idea. I think not just guys, but people in general want to feel special. Yeah, of like course. If they are forgettable, it is like the biggest hit to their ego. 
you know, I think women in general are more insecure than men are, but men have more fragile egos. There is a difference between the two. <laughs> it's easier to hurt a man's ego than it is because a, a man has to be a man, you know? Yep. He has to be Mr. Tough Guy. Exactly. And so anything that you do that makes him feel like less of a man is, is like very damaging to them. Mm-hmm. I had a guy once that um, I, I really actually liked him. And we had like the best. I haven't had such fun on a date in a long time. And then I was like, oh no, I don't want to hook up right now. Like, I want, I don't really hook up unless I'm in a relationship kind of thing. And then, like, at the end of the night, he was like, you know what? Let's, let's try this out. Let's try being together. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, fine. And then we hooked up. And then guess what? What? I basically got ghosted. Oh, what? Yeah. He fucking manipulated me yeah. to get in my pants. Yeah. And then goes to me. And then, you ready for this? The audacity of this bastard. He fucking <laughs> texted me like six months later being like, hey, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm in a really great relationship now that's like taught me a lot and I used you. Blah, blah. And I was like, you mother. And he's like, you don't have to respond to this or anything. Just. Yeah, sure. And that's part of the like, manipulation. You motherfucker. Did it work? Did he get you in bed again? No, hell no. You crazy? He's dating someone, I guess, or he was. I'm not really sure. I really wanted to be like, I'm sorry, who's this? But he <laughs> Well, that's the his, best way. He stated his first and last name and he's and he said when I knew him from. Like he's like, "Hey, it's blah 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 from blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Fuck." But he was trying to continue the manipulation. You just didn't fall for it the second time. No. He was trying to basically try to work his way into Getting in your pants again. I hope. Well, he was with someone. That'd be rude if. Well, what? Yeah, like that's ever stopped a man before. Oh, God, men are just gross. No offense, guys. <laughs> no, they are gross. <laughs> so the last kind of manipulation I'll mention is the empty promises manipulation. Oh, I got that one too. Did you? And I, I admit, same, same guy. This not the one I just said, but the one I just stated. It was. Oh, let's. Um, when I get home, let's go on a vacation. Yeah, it's he dangled like, that in front of you. He literally told me to take my vacation days off of work when he got home from Afghanistan. And then, you ready for this? He got home and he's like, I can't do it right now. I just blah, blah, blah. Which I get like you're reacclimating back to like society and stuff. But like, yeah. don't tell me to take my fucking days then, bro. <laughs> and then. Bruh. He was like, oh, when we get home, we'll start looking for places and I'm going to propose. And guess what, guys? All fucking lies, this dipshit. Yeah. Ooh, I'm mad. Can you tell? Yeah, she is. I'll take it a step further. That wasn't just lies. It was manipulation. That's the classic. That's Narcissist. Yes, that's the classic. (laughs) (laughs) That's the classic empty promises manipulation. Some, Some of those can be like if you're dating a married man or a taken man and to keep you on the hook as long as he can he tells you oh me and my wife we're getting a divorce she's moving out just wait just wait those are like the empty promises but it doesn't have to be in a marriage like the example i just gave and it doesn't even have to be in a serious relationship like you just gave it could be just in casual dating and i admit that like in my younger years i would even use the empty promises thing in casual dating you know if there was a night where you just you just felt like getting laid, but you didn't want to go out. You didn't want to make a big production out of it. Mm-hmm. You would have a girl, you would text her and be like, hey, why don't you come over and hang out? And she'd be like, you know, I feel like we I, we only come over and, and hook up and really that's it. The empty promises could be like, no, I swear we'll go out next week and we'll go to dinner and we'll have some drinks and all that kind of stuff when you never had any 
intention on going out and taking wow. her to dinner or any of that. you were a jerk. But you dangled that out there to just get her to come over and it would work. So the empty promises can work in almost every level of relationships that there is out there. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it, it happens a lot. And if you don't want to be manipulated, then don't Call say okay. Bullshit. Call it out right Call away. Call it out. Be like, say, listen, no. you're doing this, this now or we're not. Right. How about we have that dinner now? Or I'll come over after we go to dinner. Or, oh, you haven't divorced your wife yet? Call me when you are going to. Yes. What you guys have to realize is that with manipulation, it is all talk. That's yes. the thing. Like, yeah. all of it is talk. Do not listen to their words anymore. You have to watch their actions and how they take care of things. If they go through with what they said they were saying, great. Then let them into your life. Awesome. If they don't follow through, though, bye, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. I don't have time for your nonsense. Right. One of my phrases that that runs probably every element of my life, but definitely when it comes to sex and dating is, don't tell me, show me. Yeah. Don't watch what they say, watch what they do. Mm-hmm. And guys, you don't deserve someone, guys and girls, yes. like you guys don't deserve someone who is going to waste your time because your time is valuable. Right. And this applies, like she said, to men and women, because as we indicated, men and women... I feel, manipulate equally. Mm-hmm. It's just they do it in different ways. I agree. And with that, that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username the Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five-star rating. And I'm your co-host, Shay Kilmer. You can find me on Instagram at Truly Shay. That's T-R-U-L-Y-S-H-A-Y. And remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim. And Shay at Kilmer Shay. That's K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. And make sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Believe Network, like the Believe in the Steelers podcast, where your hosts, Mark Burgeon and legend and Super Bowl champion, Ike Taylor, school you Pittsburgh fans in all things concerning the Steelers. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. And remember... Sex sells, so get all up in some advertising with us. <laughs> and you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.